Hello, and welcome to How to Be a Better DM. My name is Tanner Wayland, and together we're going to learn how to have amazing adventures and great times with our players. Uh, today, we're going to jump into a couple announcements here. Uh, first off, as always, uh, sign up for our future one-shots. Uh, we really enjoy having you play with us and also with our guest DMs. Honestly, it's a great community, and we just love having you guys. Um, that's I'll have the, the link in the show notes for you to actually sign up for that if you want. Uh, other than that, this is kind of more of a local announcement. If you happen to be around Utah, where Justin and I live, uh, we're actually going to be at the in Provo, Utah, uh, this Saturday, April 22nd. Uh, we're actually at the Provo Town Center Mall, uh, because there's going to be a D&D world record happening. Uh, so there's this store. It's kind of like a, a gaming store. It's called We Geek Together. We Geek Together. Sorry, I said that a little uh, soft. Um, they're hosting an event called Dead Wars, where they're going to have over a thousand concurrent players playing in the same ginormous D&D game. Uh, and that's going to be a world record. Uh, it's kind of like broken up where there's a main DM, and then he's got kind of like sub dms for each table and it's going to be huge uh so we're going to be there because justin and i uh with the mini rental kind of netflix of renting minis business <laughs> it's called monsters.rent uh that business that we're starting uh with a few friends we're actually going to be talking with people about that we're also providing like i think it's almost 200 minis for the event uh, so yeah, honestly, if you're there, we'd love to see you, even if you're not participating. I mean, if you want to participate, it seems like a pretty incredible thing, but, uh, but if you just want to come by and say, hi, we're going to be there. I believe that registration starts at like eight and then the game proper begins at, uh, at like 12. So, uh, and it's 8am, 12pm. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, if you want to stop by, see us, say hi, feel free. We always love talking with you guys. Um, Otherwise, that, that was kind of my main announcement. Let's just get into it. Uh, the topic today, it's about animal companions and party companions. Now, you might be thinking, wait, aren't those two very different topics? Uh, yes, if you want to go more in depth. But if you want to talk about how they apply to DMs, they're actually kind of strangely in the same basket. Uh, and that's because they annoy DMs in kind of the same way, if you think about it. Uh, so first off, like for both, uh, animals and, uh, NPC party companions, uh, you know, and, and just to explain, right? Like an animal companion, that's like, oh, whether it's built into your class or more often, and this is kind of what I'm talking about. A player sees an animal, you know, like, oh, it's an enslaved bear or it's a, uh, a mongoose that they picked up on the side of the street or something. Right. And they're like, Hey, I want to tame that. And you trying to be benevolent, you're like, okay, uh, roll your animal handle and let's see, you know, laughing internally because you're like, oh, they'll never hit it. And then they do. They're like, oh, net 20. And then you're like, well, I guess you just own a mongoose, you know, but so there's that kind of situation. And for the NPC companions, uh, that's like, let's say that you ran into a very meaningful NPC, like a little boy named Xavier, right? Who you had to rescue from bandits. And then it turned out his mother was a witch who wanted to sacrifice him. And so you saved him. And Xavier was kind of had some rogue capabilities. And you're like, you know what? We saved him. We can, we can kind of pressure him into coming with us. And he can be the, uh, 
the free rogue to fill in that spot for us, right? Some players will definitely do that, or they'll do it from a less, you know, cynical perspective, and they'll be doing it because they're like, hey, we love Xavier. You had such a funny voice, and he's got a funny character. Whatever it is, you find that players are much like the kind of stereotypical uh, story of like a little kid who's always asking if they can keep an animal, right? They're like, oh, can we have this player, this NPC come along with us? Or can we, can we have this, uh, can I have a pet? Even though I'm, I'm, you know, just some random uh, monk or priest or something, you know, Uh, whatever it is, it's going to happen. And unless you just put your foot down entirely, which most DMs won't because, you know, we like having fun, then you're going to have to deal with a couple problems. And that's what I want to kind of answer today. So first off, the main problem, these kind of characters, whether it's an animal or it's an NPC, and especially if it's an NPC, they tend to be either uh, just extra mess for you to keep track of. And, and like that means in combat, that means in um, in storytelling, that means in, you know, just everyday actions. They kind of get underfoot, trip you up. And most of the time, because you're trying to not get tripped up, they can you just don't focus on them and they get ignored, which players also notice. And they're like, oh, this, uh, this NPC that you, the DM, were working on so hard earlier, suddenly it's just nothing to you. And it kind of breaks immersion and it, and it subverts some of the past story. Um, so that's, that's issue number one. Uh, the just being ignored or, you know, not utilized because they just are clutter. Uh, the second issue with uh, extra NPCs and animal companions, and I touched on it earlier, uh, players will try and use them as a way to break combat or social encounters, right? They'll try and get powerful NPCs or NPCs that have specific skills that they're really good at, and they'll try and bring them along so that they can kind of circumvent the limitations of their party. Uh, and not like in a short-term thing, but like long-term is what they're thinking. And, and for animals, you know, players are like, oh my goodness, uh, because I rolled like a natural 19 or something, now I own a battle bear, you know? <laughs> and it kind of seems like, oh, that would break the the combat encounters. or And, and especially if you're using a pre-written, you know, campaign, right? Like Curse of Strahd or, or anything, right? Where it's like, each of those combat encounters are planned specifically, and while you can increase the, you know, uh, the CR rating by uh, by actually adding more enemies or or a trap or something, that gets a little annoying, and once again, it clutters up the game. So, so how do you, how you deal with this? What's the answer? Uh, for the first issue, uh, the one about you know uh, these extra companions. Uh, being underfoot or being ignored in your storytelling, uh, there's a few different things you can do. First off, you can have care, uh, your your players actually play them. Uh, there's this uh, podcast called uh, the Glass Cannon Podcast, um, where they had for the longest time a an, an extra NPC just following along, and and I thought it was an interesting idea because like the the DM was like, I don't want to deal with him. So in combats. You guys, and also outside of combats, but mostly in them, you guys are going to be in charge of them. Here's a sheet. We'll update it and level them up, you know, obviously. And this will play into the next, uh, like, tip about battle parts. Um, That NPC was a little bit weaker than the rest of the party. But, you know, but they have that shared 
kind of thing. And each round, each, uh, each session, they would kind of trade off who was this character. Umlo was the name, right? Um, and I thought that was an interesting way where it was also kind of funny because each person played to him a little bit differently. But it also just got, you know, if you just can't stand worrying about this, uh, this NPC um, or animal companion, you know, give the player more free reign to just do whatever they want within, you know, within reason in terms of like, let them control that, uh, that character's actions, um, for better or worse. Uh, another uh, thing that you can do if, is if you feel like they aren't being utilized for a story, uh, give them, put them in perilous situations, right? Uh, have them specifically have certain quirks or preferences or something else that makes it so like, oh, enemies are constantly attacking them first or, whenever you're in a bar, this character or animal just immediately gets in trouble. And, you know, and then the characters, the players have to kind of come to terms with this uh, companion who's causing issues. So that's, that's a great way to, you know, kind of put the uh, pressure on them to be like, Hey, how are you gonna, how are you gonna make this work? As a listener of this show, you obviously love story. Now that you've had a chance to craft your own story by listening to this show, wouldn't it be nice to get some inspiration? Or maybe you just want a moment of immersion and escape and entertainment. Whatever it is, come join us on our new show, Pact and Boom. It's an actual play D&D podcast in the world of Calignos, where our characters Jolly, Wolfgang, and Alan will find and meet each other in hell. And from there, start a troublemaking journey with some near-death experiences that will hopefully lead them to a happy ending. Find it wherever great podcasts are heard or just go to sessionzerostudios.com slash pact and boom. That's P-A-C-T-N-B-O-O-N. Start listening today. Uh, another thing you can do because I, I kind of set the premise here that like, oh, the players, uh, either through a persuasion role or animal handling or whatever else, is able to convince you, the DM, that you should let them have this uh, this NPC or animal in your party. That doesn't mean it has to be forever, right? What you can do is if you ever find that you're kind of, for the fun of the game or for the story, getting pushed into that direction and you're a little leery about it, uh, then set some some understandings, right? Uh, think of ways that your NPC can be like, hey, I'll go with you for now, but I have this other thing I need to get to, or I, I need to leave after a couple of months, or, or who knows what, right? Um, and a smaller version of that is having them like just leave on a daily basis, right? Maybe you're like, oh, it's not time for them to leave, but I don't need them at this part. Uh, let's say you're in a town, you know, and the NPC's like, hey, my sword's getting a little rusty. I got to go to the blacksmith, get that and some of my armor repaired. Uh, don't go crazy on me. And then while they're gone, oh my goodness, some, uh, trouble comes knocking at the player's, uh, player character's door, right? That's a perfect time uh, to, you know, leave them be. Or like if it's an animal and they're out in the forest and you're like, oh, this person always uses this hawk to scout out situations. Uh, you know, kind of have something happen where it's like, hey, are, is everyone eating? Uh, do you have enough rations for for this hawk? 
Oh, you don't? Well, do you want him to let him out scavenging? Um, and then, you know, that's a perfect example of also like getting them away for a second. So at the very least, you don't have to worry about it. Uh, another thing, and this is like kind of gets to the heart of uh, of this issue, is if you feel like the NPC party companion or the animal companion is being underutilized and it's not adding to the story, you know, bump that up, make them a major part of the story and then have them leave once that arc is over. Right. Uh, I think some people are just like, Oh, I don't want to make it all about them, but then they don't realize that, you know, you can make it all about them, but like for a little bit, right. You can make them the main person, like part of the party, um, or that animal, a, a something that helps you, but then it's over, right? It has kind of a deadline. It has, uh, like until the end of the dungeon or until the end of the quest. And then that, uh, that companion loses their motivation to, you know, to essentially spend time with you. So I think that that's a really important thing that you need to keep in mind, uh, as far as the battle part, like the second issue of players using companions to break battles uh, in combat, what I would say is, you know, as a general rule, if they're a stronger NPC, um, you know, let the players feel invincible for a few battles uh, and then have something big happen, like bigger than the NPCs, bigger, bigger than your players to the point where the NPC needs to leave to deal with it or gets just you know, wrecked. And then, you know, if you have an NPC that the players are feeling like, oh my goodness, we got him. You know, we got the paladin of the highest golden order of the kingdom and they're on our team. Oh my goodness, this is going to be a cakewalk. That's what they're thinking. And maybe you let it be a cakewalk for a second. They'll feel invincible for a few battles. And then, you know what? Oh my goodness, the big bad showed up early and the paladin was able to, at the cost of their life, hold off the big bad and allow you to escape. Well, great. That's awesome. In many ways, like you keeping it short and giving the players that feeling of invincibility kind of works to supplant their expectations even better. Um, same for if it's an animal, right? If it's an animal and you haven't restricted it a whole lot and you're kind of giving the player free reign with what they do, like, and it's scouting out, it's, you know, causing mischief and then suddenly you come across some, you know, some non-human or, or just some specific enemy that doesn't care for that animal. And then suddenly the players are rushing to save it, but they can't and the animal dies and then that becomes an emotional moment um, or it gets captured or whatever, right? Uh, so whatever it is, I think if you, you know, keep in mind that like, hey, even strong characters or companions eventually have to leave either because of too big of a, a challenge or because they've fulfilled their duty, then that's wonderful, right? Uh, now, on the other hand, if you if you don't have that kind of aspiration to make them a bigger part or to change the story a whole lot, the simpler way is to just make them, um, you know, once again, consider having the players control them, but make the NPC or animal companion weak enough that like, yeah, it's a benefit to the combat, but it's not like a whole character worth, right? It's like half a character or something. Um, or they just add like an extra option or two to how the combat can play out. 
don't give them a full another character if you think that that uh, NPC a companion or animal companion will be sticking around. Let them, you know, be weaker so that they can still grow, but could you still want them to grow, right? But don't let them be the equal of the players so that the players don't become reliant on that. Um, you know, and, and as far as animal companions, I, I think that, you know, you should really be flexible with the player, find out what kind of role they want them to play. Uh, like, hey, are you thinking about them mostly as like actual pets or like actually using them in combat? And a lot of times the player will just be like, uh, you know what, just as pets or the occasional little thing here and there, which is fine, right? You don't need to change everything for that. On the other hand, what you could do is be like, okay, so you want to use them for combat. Let's give it a letter level. Let's give it, you know, abilities as it grows, a simple ability, so you're not getting overwhelmed with planning everything, but, you know, just take it a step at a time and make sure that uh, that the player knows that it's not, you know, a gimme, right? Mm -hmm. Now, kind of one of my last thoughts on this, and it's kind of like my whole perspective on having uh, NPCs or animal companions in your party, they're like flowers, uh, really, they're beautiful and they add variety uh, when you bring them in occasionally, but they wilt very quickly and they shouldn't overstay. They're welcome, right? But while they're there, feature them prominently, right? While that uh, while that mongoose that I initially mentioned is in your party, you know, have it play a lot of tricks. Let the player just have fun with it, right? But then also, you know, let it get sick or let it die or let it even go meet another mongoose and have a family and then come back, you know, a chapter or two later in the story or something, right? Or if it's an NPC, let it stay, you know, be be a real character and then leave. And I think that that's a beautiful thing to you know, treat these things, these companions as, as momentary, uh, like, pops of color in your story. And then let them leave so that it doesn't bog down the story. Um, but otherwise, I think that you should absolutely find an opportunity, if you haven't already, uh, to consider adding these kinds of companions. Or be a little bit more open to it, because you now have some tools with which you can actually use companions to enhance the story, or to control them so that they can just be fun without being broken, uh, or breaking combat. But... I look forward to hearing how you guys implement this. And until next time, let's roll initiative. Do you love these podcast episodes but aren't always able to listen to them? Do you learn better reading information rather than listening to it? Here's what you can do. Go to sessionzerostudios.com slash newsletter. Sign up for our weekly newsletter. You'll get tips and tricks sent directly to your inbox in written format that you can read and reference whenever you want. You'll get tips that we don't share on the podcast and bonus techniques that, frankly, no one has ever heard before. Again, sessionzerostudios.com slash newsletter and uh, get those free tips and techniques right to your inbox every week.